2: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
3: Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're doing well. What a great night in sports last night, right? We love hoops. We had two good hoops games on it. Um, Warriors-Suns was closed down the stretch. And, of course, the uh, Nuggets beat the Lakers. And then, of course, I, you know, I just... We'll get to baseball. I was blown away by the Diamondbacks winning two games in Philadelphia. You know? I mean, it's one of those deals where everybody's like, yeah, you were wrong! I'm like, yeah, I was wrong. I, most people were wrong. I mean, it seemed like a really hard place to win. And... There's very little that Arizona did in the regular season to make you think they could win those games. And they did. So they get to go to World Series. It's Doug Gottlieb's show, Fox Sports Radio. We got college football to talk about this hour. We got pro football to talk about. We got a little basketball to talk about. A lot of baseball. Speaking of baseball, we like to do this in the middle of the week. It's Wednesday. We like to do it in the middle of the show. You're like, "Eh, uh, two-hour show. It's actually a three-hour show. We have a third hour, the In the Bonus podcast, just if you, if you Google Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. There it is. It's a bonus hour. Full hour of content. Really, really good. Um, who's joining us uh, next hour is John Paul Morosi. So we'll talk some baseball with John Paul Morosi in the pod. Anyway, so it's the middle of the show, the middle of the day, the middle of the week, middle of everything. Guess what we call it.
1: Stuck in the middle with you. It's time for Stuck in the Middle. The midway.
3: I do. Um, I do think it's interesting to call it the midway instead of the middle. We could have just call it the middle, but right, it's like all say <laughs> the middle, and then they're like, "Well, we call it the midway." Sorry, Jace. Two. I know you worked really, really hard on coming up with that name. I just and I haven't said anything about it, but I often
4: thought it. I'll adjust the imaging to uh, the midway <laughs> to the made middle. into the middle. <laughs> middle. So.
3: Um, Jay, this is really a J. Stewart topic because I I thought we still don't we still don't really have clarity on yesterday's. Do we ever get clarity on yesterday's kind of outside sports topic, which was compact
4: spaces? Are they meant for length or width? No, the clarity was vague, but the uh, the actual FSR poll was that width won out sixty to forty over length, but. Um, a person called the show and said that he does these compact things really? for a living. Yes, what did he say? This was late, late in the day, and he said that if a space is a certain number of feet wide or or um, length, then you have to put a compact on it. So the answer to the question is both. Like, and that that goes against what the poll was. The poll was choose one or the other. What that comes is. to mind? But no, the answer is both. Both so need both to right, meet requisites.
3: Okay. Uh, midway topic is what,
4: what's the World Series
3: topic? Like? <laughs> I want to yell I wanna, about the
4: World Series. I want to know what we think about the World Series
3: matchup. And this is this is. Yeah. I mean, by the way, this is Ramis. You know what this is, right, Monty? You know what this is. This is Jason Stewart's chance to get something off his chest that he doesn't like. <laughs> Because th- there's never been a topic where Jason's like, I really like this. That's but a Prince of Darkness, yeah. by all means, <laughs> you can take the lead.
4: I mean, um, the Diamondbacks going to the World Series, that makes two straight years now that a sixth seed, which is the, the last team that made the playoffs, is advancing to the World Series. Last year's Phillies team was more star-studded, so it was a little bit more palatable. Um, the D-backs team... To your own admission, not a whole lot of people know these people, these players, and there just isn't the uh, there there. It's a great Cinderella story, and I'm going to give them that. Like this, it's a cool story because they've gone so far, and they were doubted at each step. But I also think that it's really bad for the sport to have six seeds playing in your World Series. So, the World Series is the most watched form of your product you have the most eyes on your product in late october and you want your best representation to be there the braves aren't there the dodgers aren't there the astros aren't there and to me that's not good for a sport that i love that i played that i want to succeed so that's my that's what i wanted to run by you guys is this Do you guys think that this is good for the sport? Do you like the format? Do you love that there's a a Cinderella in the World Series? That's kind of where I'm going.
3: Okay, so uh, here's, uh, I'll take the exact opposite side. And here's what I believe. Um, I understand the premise, which and baseball used to be like college football, right? Where you used to just have, you say you win the pennant and then you play for the World Series. This is way back in the day. But since we made things into any form of tournament format, I think this is great for the sport. It's going to be bad in the short term, because baseball has really regenerated itself, uh, kind of like a, a Deadpool limb. That's a good. That's a very good metaphor. I like that. Let me say, say that again, so people can chuckle in their car. Baseball has regenerated itself, kind of like a Deadpool limb, and um, you know, athleticism's come back in the sport. Ceiling bases come back in the sport. Uh, small balls come back in the sport. It's sped itself up with the pitch count, with the hit count, with the hitter count, all the uh, hitter clock, all those, st- all those things. But it's going to be a really lowly rated World Series. This particular World Series, I could not possibly care any less. But I think it's good for the sport long term because it does give the sense anybody's got a chance, which makes those early wild card games or wild card series more important. And... The last two months of the season. Now you have like two years in a row. You just get in. You give yourself a chance. How many more teams are going to push their chips all in around the trade deadline? Right? How many more teams are going to go for it? And I, I think that's good for the sport. More competitive at the end, compelling. The last two months of the season, uh, it'll make us pay more attention to the, the. The only downside to it is we don't care about the two teams that are playing right now.
5: John, what do you think? Uh, well, I I mentioned the fact that I I personally, I, since I love baseball, I'm enjoying the fact that um, that both of these teams are there. Yes, would the the greatness of Bryce Harper and Trey Turner and all the greatness that the Philadelphia had and their power and their their name recognition been better? I don't disagree with that, but does the scrappiness and the way baseball can be played sometimes that you don't always have to be the best team that you don't always have to hit 58 home runs in a, in a, in a week to win a series. That p- sometimes pitching does overtake uh, good hitting uh, is is interesting to me as well. And I think the Diamondbacks, though, I'm not sure if they're a Cinderella. You know, the Diamondbacks for the most part for the first half of the uh, season led the naturally West. You know the Dodgers didn't go from first place from beginning to the end. The D- Diamondbacks led it, and it wasn't until the break that they kind of fell down. John, that, John,
3: the ninety million dollar difference in payroll. They won eighty four games this year. They're but the they were seed. they
2: were in the lead for a long time. John's not wrong about that.
3: I mean, great. Like, I mean, who was in the lead of the a marathon at mile five? Well, but I, I'm know? just saying
5: that they're not. They weren't like this bad, bad team that like was sucked the entire season. No, they but they were the were worst team. team
3: in the play. The worst team
5: okay. in the playoffs.
2: Well, then the other team should have stepped up. <laughs> That's, I actually, I'm into this uh, World Series. I kind of agree with what you're saying, Jason, that like maybe there's going to be people who don't care because it doesn't have any of these big names like Bryce Harper. But then what about the people who like, like my dad? My dad doesn't care about baseball. He's going to watch this World Series. He was watching the Diamondbacks and he was asking me questions about it. I feel that. It's a it's a cool story. Can I ask that- you a
3: question? Can I ask you a question, Monty? What if I say no? no just- <laughs> yeah. Yes. Did you and did you know the answers to these questions?
2: Yeah. Well- and I'm
3: not saying because you. Because if somebody sat next to me and watched me watch the Diamondbacks, you're like. So, what do you think about the second baseman? Like, I got no idea. I actually. I literally have no idea who these people are.
2: Because I'm an anchor, I have to kind of keep up with this stuff. So, yeah, I did know about the Diamondbacks. I could help my dad out with some answers more than I thought I would know, but it's because I have to anchor. So, you know, I got to keep up with this stuff.
3: Okay, here's the question. Here's a real question What are the Diamondbacks' colors?
2: Well, it depends what they're wearing, but, I, I, but no, but like so many uniforms? Really Dude, red. what is the deal? Yeah. What
3: I feel like Seinfeld. What's the deal? with yeah. The Diamondbacks uniforms. Honestly, yeah. Like I like the white ones with the blue baby blue numbers, but it's like okay, are they red or purple? Sometimes are they purple? <laughs> are <Yeah>. they aqua? <laughs> are they white? Are they black? Are they what? Is, what the is the color? And by the way, like the red uniforms are atrocious. Those are awful. Leave those ones in the in the equipment room like they're just not any good they look like and i mean it's like they look like all-star jerseys like let's just put a bunch of you know i i you guys know i lived and played in russia right and in russia you go in a different in the same house different rooms or you go into an office different rooms retain different colors and they told you they were like honestly people paint whatever is the cheapest paint that day that's what they grab at the paint store and that's what it feels like with the Arizona Dimebacks. Like,
2: eh. A little generic. Like, yeah, them. like they just, anyway, I'm I like s- that I'm sorry you I just, no, It really
3: bothered me, the color of the Dimebacks. <laughs> I don't know, like, what's their color? Like, you know, I, at least I know the Rangers. They can wear blue hats. Right. right? With a little red outline and a white tee on the yeah. top. Like, I know those are Rangers. Yeah. I have no idea what the Dimebacks are
2: yeah uh, yeah so like I, I agree with Jason on that and I agree with what you just said that this just proves to teams that you can sneak in at the very end of the season and look where you can end up I think there's names that are still people that are like oh Corey Seager you know was Dodger now here he is World Series with the Rangers that's cool Evan Longoria who's been in the league how many years I think his first playoff game was like in, when he was 22 and now he's what 37 like there's some cool stories out there and beyond the Cinderella I I I'm into it. I'm into it and I think more people are going to be into it. You said it yourself Doug a couple of minutes
3: no, ago.
2: Nobody says this. No, no, no. <laughs> when you said that like Phillies fans like so many people hate Phillies fans. Like so many people are probably happy that the Phillies are out. Maybe those people are the ones tuning in. I I think it's good. I'm into it. I'm into it.
3: Uh but but
4: you so you do think it's good for the sport
2: i re- i do I really do
4: how about, how about that idea Doug where um the NHL does this I know most of us don't follow hockey but reseeding. the NHL gives out a president's trophy to the best record in the in the regular season mm-hmm. they acknowledge that because they know that their playoffs are a Crapshoot joke, and whatever happens in the playoffs, it's true. Doesn't doesn't represent necessarily who the best hockey team. It's not, team is.
3: That's not true. The, the 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 greatest award in sports and celebration in sports is the Stanley Cup. Stanley dude. Cup,
4: and that's what I'm saying. But they, but they, at the very least acknowledge that there was a great team over the course of of a season. Baseball doesn't do that. We we just does need that, to call the D-backs that, the champions of the sport in two weeks, which which is just, just going to be wrong. So tell me a
3: place that exists. Tell me a place that this exists. It doesn't exist in what you're talking about, doesn't exist in high school sports, college sports, pro sports. Like, you're, you're like, well, you're better than the regular season. Like, nobody cares. There is, there is, there, there you're, you want to create some, you're acting like this is the only sport this happens. Happens in every sport. Tampa Bay Buccaneers were the last team in the playoffs. We talk about Tom Brady, right, winning a Super Bowl. They had to win three road games. Eli Manning's year when they, when they beat the uh, Patriots in the Super Bowl, I believe um when they were 16 and 0 they had to win three road games they were the last team in the playoffs they weren't a better team in the regular season the 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 new england patriots went 16 and 0 in the regular season does anybody recognize that team as an all-time great team no it was the best team tom brady ever played on It wasn't close okay they lost the super bowl in a close game nobody recognized it like this is sports jason you want to change how we do sports
4: well, you know, they're not going to go backwards. They're not going to teams. It's not eliminate about going backwards. Like,
3: no one does this. Like, you're, 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 like, bitter over something that we decided this is how sports have played out for a long time. By the way, this is how school plays out, right? In school, you go, like, hey, well, look, I know the final was weighted and it was everything and what it was 50% of the grade, but the rest of my grade is really, really good, Mrs. Johnson. They're like, yeah, that's not how it works.
4: So let's do this. I'm personally going to walk around and call the winner of this series the 2023 World Series champ. I'm not going to call them baseball's champ. I'm not going to call them a world champ. I'm just going to call them this tournament champ. And then you guys can call them whatever you want.
3: How many times has a team with the best record in the regular season won the World Series, Jason?
4: (laughs) Well, I mean... No, no, no. How many times? The game existed for almost a century where only like four teams made the playoffs. Okay. So, I mean, all those okay, so years, in, I'm sure in our, life, plenty of, in
3: our lifetime, you're 50 years old, right? Like, let's do that. When we go to break, you you can Google how many times in the last 50 years the team with the best record has won. Okay. I, th- I think you'll be stunned at the numbers. And this is taking into account that the first 25 years of your life, there was like four teams in the
5: playoffs. 20 years of your life. Is I, I'm trying to figure out if you and I agree, Doug. I think we did, right? Yeah, we agreed. Okay, thank you. We agreed. I wasn't sure the only, the only, because the you... The only you disagreement is with, like. Monty,
3: with Monty. with saying like, okay. oh, I think people are into this. Like, they're not going to be okay. in this. Yeah, Monty, I, I'm just... I just... I, and I'm not... Like, look, there's no difference. Smoltz is an amazing analyst. But Fox does a great... It's not because we work for Fox. Fox is really good at baseball. They do a very, very good job. I like how they shoot baseball games. Probably more so than anybody else. They do a lot of those close-ups. They really know how to story tell. Um, that's good. But nobody's going to watch. It's a ratings disaster.
2: I, but this isn't thing. baseball already the sport that people watch the least in comparison yes, yes, to but, like yes, other but,
3: sports? Yes, but Monsi, if the Red Sox or Yankees, if the Yankees play the Dodgers, that's the best outcome.
2: Well, yeah, that's b- because of history and, yeah, of course. Market
3: size and everything. The Diamondbacks taking on the Rangers, the just because your dad's into it, like not really a, um, uh, a a true sample of what what America thinks. And I, my thing is, it's a bummer because I baseball is more entertaining this year than it's been because of the new rules. I like it a lot better. But and I and I've always loved postseason baseball. I'll watch. We'll all watch. But America, not going to watch. And you can't, and I started the show saying, it, like, you can't make people care about Jokic. Jokic is awesome. He's the best player in the NBA. He's fun. Big guy. Can pass. Likes horses. You know, seems like a good <laughs> dude. The whole Denver it. thing. But Denver's like, man, why won't you put us on TV more? Because people don't care.
5: So what? And, so is that the answer then, Doug? That what? That's what we just have to deal with is that people won't care? Or is there something that needs to be done where... Again, I'm fine with it, but is there a way to say I would do all seven? I would
3: I would find a way to do all seven game series that involves that involves the, the once you get past the wild card series. I agree with Jason; they should all be seven games.
5: Okay, and if Arizona by some chance did get through it to here, yeah. then then we're okay with that. Then yeah, I mean, it's okay. just like
3: we said last week, they swept the last two series, so they would have just had to win one more game. Would the pressure have been different? Maybe I don't know. I mean, they're, they're better. And then they, they just won a seven-game series on the road in Philadelphia. They accomplished it. So I'm not with Jason in terms of they're not earning it, they're not worthy of it, or whatever. You can't call them the real champions. But I do think you can make it um, more equitable if you make it a seven-game series. I agree with that.
2: So then maybe the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Phillies, they all need to be fined. For sucking when it mattered the most. Well, I, Maybe that's what we're leading to because clearly it's Jason like.
3: Jason wants everybody fired. That's, that's Jason's, Jason's deal is if you don't win the World Series and you spend a lot of money on your team, you should be fired. Is that right, Jason?
4: Oh, uh, that, that, that's a nuanced answer. Many layers to that answer, and we're late, so we got to break. <laughs> Suddenly the clock matters.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables.
2: Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
3: Stuck olive Show here on Fox Sports Radio. We're in the home stretch to get tickets for horse racing's biggest moment of the year. The world's best are headed to Santa Anita for the Breeders' Cup World Championships on November 3rd and 4th. The countdown begins now. Get tickets today at BreedersCup.com. Um a lot of interesting news in the National Football League. Who better to break it down for us than Daniel Jeremiah, NFL analyst, co-host also of Move the, the Move the Sticks podcast you see him on the NFL Network, and you can hear him calling Charger games on our uh, sister station here in Los Angeles. He joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show. Um, I've watched a lot of football in the NFL, and what I was told by people like yourself is uh, and lots of analysts that well the difference in college and pro is guys aren't running wide open in the nfl right you can sometimes got to throw them open and then i watched the chargers play the chiefs especially in the first half and (laughs) guys were wide the hell open what how how is this how is it possible that they are Uh, this bad defensively
6: yeah it was uh i mean it's accurate description we said it you know, calling the game about, you know, it's hard. When you're doing radio, you're trying to paint the picture. And at one point in time, I think I literally said, you know, there's nobody within 10 yards of Travis Kelsey to the left or to the right on a third down. Like Still, you got to be
3: surprised they're going to Kelsey on a third down, right? That's the guy you don't yeah. normally think that Pat Mahomes
6: looks for. Yeah, he had three. There were three third down conversions he had where there was nobody within 10 yards of him. Um, and so they're trying to, you know, play these kind of combo match coverages. And the the you know inability to pass things off, particularly in that game at the linebacker position. Um, and once Andy Reid saw that they were struggling with that, and uh, he was relentless and going at it, and it was, you know, it was. It seems like you know you're watching. It's easy to say, you know, and I'm. I know the game is more complicated than this, but. You know we were just sitting up there saying, Gosh, this just let Derwin James go, you know let him let him cover Kelsey if he beats him, he beats him, which he you know he he got him for one in the second half, maybe, but I mean, for outside of that, he, he pretty much was able to shut him down after that point in time when they let Derwin James just cover him, and that's that's kind of the point of having somebody like Derwin James is for people like Kelsey that you can let him get up there and, and go toe to toe and and take your shot that way. But it was, uh, yeah, it was a lot of zone, a lot of miscommunication, that kind of match coverage that they play, and they fortunately got out of it in the third quarter.
3: Oh, okay, so help me out with Justin Herbert; he's missed some throws that. He, he doesn't miss. The, the best don't miss in the last two mm-hmm. weeks, especially Keenan in the end zone this week. Um, there was an, a big one was after a turnover. Uh, they went for the, the little rookie wide receiver out of TCU. Davis. Uh, huh? Darius Davis. Yeah. Darius, yeah, Darius Davis. They had an explosive shot for him. He was wide opening. He just he kind of held on to the ball for a second and then missed him. And then you go back to last week. He, he missed what, what's what's going on with, with Justin Herbert.
6: Well, I think a lot of people have said, okay, maybe it's the new offense with Kellen Moore, and you can look and say Corey Lindsley's gone, and I know Slater's been playing hurt. Um, I actually think the biggest reason, Doug, and and people have also mentioned his finger, you know, the broken finger on his left hand, I I think it's the absence of Mike Williams and the trust that he had in Mike Williams. Um, I don't know that he's there yet. Uh, you know, with Quentin Johnson, he's very comfortable with Keenan Allen, which the smart teams are like the Chiefs are going to try and give him a lot of attention and try and take him away as best they can. You know, Palmer had a good day, but they're missing that other weapon in Mike Williams. And until you know, either Quentin Johnson proves himself or until Justin trusts him, it's going to make it hard. You know, it's just like you're playing with ten guys, so to speak. So they've they've got to figure that part out.
3: What's the likelihood of, of a turnaround?
6: Well, I think the schedule gets a little bit more in their favor. Um, you know, this is a big stretch coming up and starting with Sunday night against the Bears. I mean this is no there's no there's no getting around it. They cannot afford to lose this one. But they have the Bears and I believe they're at the Jets on a Monday night the following week, which is a winnable game. You know, I know they got a great defense but offensively they're not gonna score a ton of points, so if they can win those two games, they're four and four, and they're you know they're back in the mix. I think the division, as uh, crazy as it is to say this early in the season, I mean I think that's kind of run away from them. So um, they've got to get to first and try and get their way to you know fight their way to get to ten wins. Which if you look at the schedule, it's doable. Um, but this is a team that lost to the Titans, and I can't explain that one. So yeah. they've got to figure that out.
3: Um, let's focus on the Chiefs for a second. I mean they went out and got McCall Hardman because they the wide receiving core is just not. Nothing glamorous or explosive about it. But yet, here they are. You know, the only time they lose is when they don't have two of their superstars to the Detroit Lions. And even that was a one point loss. How are they doing this?
6: Well, you know, look, the defense is as good as they've had. Um, And the interesting thing is, I wouldn't be surprised if they did something before the deadline to even, you know, maybe try and add another edge rusher. I, I don't think they're great off the edge. That's why Chris Jones is playing out there. Um, but with uh, with with Mike Dan and with Chris Jones, they got two guys that can win on the inside, which is is a real value. I think Spagnola does a really nice job. They played all those rookies in the secondary last year. Now they're second year players. They're they're really good. They're physical. They 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 reroute you at the line of scrimmage. So the defense is really good. One of the better ones they've had. And then. You know, Pat is going to be able to make those key third-down plays. You know, it might not be as pretty as it was in the Tyree Kill years, you know, as dynamic as they were. But he's still he's just a killer on on third downs. He, he had a third and forever run, which I feel like he does every time he plays the Chargers. Um, and then they have a true number one wideout. He just happens to be a tight end, um, so that's how they've done it. And, and you know, look, Andy Andy Reid's the head of the whole thing, and he just he knows how to navigate around games and win games, and that's what they've done.
3: Um, I just Mike Lombardi just went after Deshaun Watson. Other people, I mean. Um, Brady Quinn has said, "Like man, I, I, does he even want to play football when he has he, he, he likened him to a kid who's got like a trust fund? Right? Do you want to go get a job? Why should I go get a job? I got you know, I got a bunch of million dollars in the bank. Being a trust fund kid, w- what does the league think about Deshaun Watson being a, a healthy scratch?"
6: Yeah, that one was weird. I, I'm always I, I'm always a little hesitant on the health stuff because I've been around these teams and I know sometimes what gets you know out to the public that there can be more to it than that. So I'm always a little bit hesitant to, to jump on that and say the guy doesn't want to play and he's you know, a healthy scratch and all that kind of stuff. But uh, he hasn't moved, you know I, we've talked about this before, he hasn't been a great fit with what they're doing offensively there. So whether the health or the motivation, I can't speak to that with conviction, but I can tell you that it hasn't been a great scheme fit and he has not played well when he's been out on the field.
3: Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Daniel Jeremiah. He joins us. On the other hand, you have Lamar Jackson and people are raving about how well Lamar played this past weekend against lions, but it had been a little wonky, a little bit, a little hit or miss. Um, is it, is it just now clicking or was that a one-off in terms of how well he played Sunday?
6: No, I think it's been building, you know, I think it really has. And you know, I think when you look at the new offense, we have a new offensive coordinator and really, to me, like the emergence of Zay Flowers, I think Zay Flowers is the best wide receiver he's played with. Um, he's going to be really, really good. They hit a home run with that pick uh, with the rookie out of Boston College. And he, his emergence, you know, obviously, he's always had that kind of connection with Andrews. Um, but I think they're, you know, they're, they're trying, they're kind of figuring out what he does really well. And they've. You know, surrounded him with the best receiving core, you know, pass catching core that he's had. So, uh, no, I think it's. I think this has been building a little bit. The Steeler game was probably a setback a few weeks uh, prior, uh, where he didn't look as sharp. But uh, I, I think that was not totally a fluke. I think you could kind of see some of this coming uh, with the way Lamar was playing.
3: Did the the kid for the Chicago Bears? Speaking of the Bears taking on the Chargers Sunday yeah. Night Football, what was your eval on him in the draft?
6: You know, he, he had, you know, played at the lower level, uh, but had thrown a zillion balls and put up, you know, ridiculous numbers. It was, to me, I thought he was kind of like that classic practice squad quarterback who has some real ability, but the level jump, um, I thought it would take him a little bit of time. Um, and then maybe you have a solid number two. I mean, that, quite honestly, is where I, you know what I thought he would be. And then he gets out there and plays, and I watched the tape uh, for this last week in his first rattle out of the box. Pretty darn good, man. He looked comfortable. Um, I, I think that we've talked over the last few years the importance of guys that have played a lot of snaps and thrown a lot of footballs, no matter what level it is. Um, those guys tend to translate well. And even though he's at a lower level, I-, I think he looked like somebody who's thrown the football quite a bit, and he looked very comfortable there. Um, I just pulled up my notes, Doug, while you were talking, we were talking about this. And uh, the first game I watched was against Lockhaven, and uh, he didn't play in the second half because they were up 48 to nothing. Um, it was like – it was like, I literally said, watching this tape, it's like a walk in the park. Uh, like, there's just, he's sitting back there comfortable, guys are open, and he's just hitting them like he's playing catch at the park. But he set a zillion passing records, and uh, he's somebody that did not look uncomfortable in his first NFL action, which is pretty impressive.
3: I loved his fall. Did you hear his fallback plan? What it was going to be if he, if he didn't make it? In, in, in- <laughs> no, what was it? Uh, he, he was going to do CrossFit and just get ripped and be a high school teacher. <laughs> nice, nice. Literally, that was just, literally that's his uh, that that was his his fallback plan. Um, yeah. Brock Purdy's got a concussion, and it looked like it was on a bush push uh, play, right? Where you get you get thing. Yep. So, um, I I'm one of the few remaining. I don't know if your your stock certificate still holds, but Sam Darnold is going to get his shot. And my thing is like, and and look, if he was concussed at the end of the game, maybe that explains some of it, but. Like, there's, there's some arm strength stuff. There's not, a lot of, there's not a ton of plus attributes outside of, you know, his brain. Could it be the Niners are going to have a better quarterback or a better chance to win big with Sam Darnold?
6: Well, I would say first of all, yeah, I still have my I still have my stock there. Um, it might be hiding under my my pillow or under my bed, but uh, I'm, I'm going to dust it off and frame it if he plays well this week. Um, he, uh, you know, the difference there between those guys. What? Why Brock has been so great is because when you are in a lead position or in an even position in a ball game, there is no better play caller than Shanahan because everything looks the same run and pass and you can get people out of position and he will manipulate you. And then Purdy was excellent with that. He could identify it, see it and get it there. Now the difference is when you're trailing in a game, all that play action, all the run action—that they don't care. Defenses aren't going to give that any. They're not going to honor that. Then it comes down to: Can a your wide receivers create separation, and b can your quarterback fit the ball into tight windows? And that—that was the question on Purdy coming out. You know, that's why I think not every is the same. You can't drop Rock Purdy in in any other you know in any, any other spot and say he would have the exact same success. He's perfect for Kyle Shanahan. He's perfect for a team that's dominant on defense. That's going to play with the lead, and they can make everything look. Different same and he can see things and get it where it needs to go. But in terms of being down uh, tight window throws in a comeback situation, Sam Darnold's going to be you know more equipped to do that just because he's got more tools.
3: Okay, well, let's get to the the Eagles-Dolphins game. The last pick for, uh, of Tua is kind of, you know, it's the perfect embodiment of those of us who have been kind of even-keeled as far as Tua and who he is. Right? He... He reads it early, he throws it up, he doesn't have the arm strength to get there, it's not actually even open, and whether or not it's pass interference or not, ball gets easily intercepted. Um, where are you on Tua and the viability as we get into colder weather and into
6: the postseason? Yeah, that game, that game was interesting because I saw what you're talking about on TV and then uh, you know watching the game that way. When I went back and watched the All-22, and you kind of take it all in, I actually thought it was a good enough performance from him. You know, it was a weird game. They they were they spent a ton of the game on the Eagles side of the field. They had penalties that set them back he had a touchdown that got called back. He had a touchdown to Tyree Hill that hit him right in the hands, and he kind of bobbled it, almost beat it out of his own hands as he was running into the end zone. You know, they kind of failed on a fourth and three down there. Like they, I felt like they left some meat on the bone, and I thought the majority of that was not on Tua. Um, so, I, you know, I actually came away watching the tape from that saying, "Okay, with with this supporting cast, with this offense, I, I think they'll be. I think they're going to be fine." I, I didn't feel quite as bad once I watched the tape.
3: DJ, I appreciate you joining us and giving us all your incredible insight. Can't wait to hear you this Sunday night. Thanks so much for joining us.
6: Uh, and by the way, Doug, this this might be our last visit because um, as of right now, the Padres' managerial opening is there, and I'm a, I'm going to put in my application today. So it's been great visiting with you, I look forward to joining joining me at the ballpark sometime next year.
3: By the way, uh, Doug Melvin leaving for the San Francisco Giants. If that doesn't say the Padres are an abject dumb. Oh, see me, Bob Melvin leaving for the the Giants. That doesn't that say it's a bit of a dumpster fire there. Now, Don't
6: let don't don't let Jay Stu get in your ear on that stuff. Come on, man. Like we're just gonna find somebody we're aligned with. Alignment is our work. Uh, we're gonna alignment, need to do the word
3: alignment. Al- alignment. Yeah, alignment. Can yeah, you believe alignment. Arizona won two in Philly?
6: Uh, unbelievable. That was inc- but you know what my takeaway, by the way, real quick, yeah, is in baseball the I swear the looser team wins in these situations. And when Philly was snapping bats after striking out, and Arizona's a bunch of 23 year old kids that don't know any better, it was like the looser team always wins those games.
3: I just I just love the Philly fans walking out, turning on their own team. You know, they were just, we we're the greatest fans <laughs> and the greatest thing ever. And then they lose two games like, get rid of all of them.
1: Get rid of all of them. Fire them all. Thanks, DJ. See you, buddy.
6: a fly ball right field going over is Corbin Carroll he's under it he's got it and the 2023 Arizona Diamondbacks are headed to the World Series for the second time in their 26-year history they have upset the Philadelphia Phillies they come back after losing the first two games here in Philadelphia. They went four of the last five, the last two here at Citizens Bank Park and they beat the Phillies four games to three, winning tonight's game by a final score of four to two.
0: Ah, the beauty, most,
3: greatest sound in the world. Philadelphia losing. It's time for our progressive play of the day. Progressive making things even easier. They help you bundle your home and car insurance together. You can save on both. Learn more progressive.com or call 1 800 Progressive. That's just beautiful. Like, look, Philadelphia fans are obnoxious. They are obnoxious. Obnoxious. And they, lo- they love that. Like, nobody likes us and we don't care. Well, guess what? You don't even like yourselves. You lost. Again. At home twice? It's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Dimebacks Radio Network of the Call. Dimebacks beat the Phillies 4 2 to advance to the World Series. Let's get to the press.
1: The press.
2: Muncie B, what do you got? Well, it was kind of abrupt, right, when we heard that the Giants were looking into hiring Bob Melvin as their new manager. It is official they introduced him today. We're all wondering why he left San Diego. Well, he told us a little bit.
3: I really don't want to get too much into the San Diego situation other than the fact that I really enjoyed my time there. Um, some things transpired last year in a difficult year for the team with high expectations. I think there was a narrative at the end that probably wasn't going to go away with me being on my last year of my contract. As far as that organization goes, it's probably not fair if that narrative continued through, you know, next year. So all things considered, uh, this opportunity uh, came about. And you know, for, our, for all the reasons I stated, this feels like the right one for me. But I very much enjoyed my time in San Diego. It just seems like with a lot of things that were, were popping up there, it just was, was time to move on.
2: What do you make of that, Doug?
3: Uh, he wasn't going to get a contract extension. It would have been the last year of his deal. And he probably felt like the front office didn't have his back. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they had a lot of injuries. Yeah. So I think it's a mess.
2: Very, very. I
3: think, I think, I think it's a mess.
2: Yeah. Well, let's stay with baseball for a second because the Diamondbacks have named Zach Gallen as their starter for Game One of the World Series, which starts on Friday against the Rangers. So Gallen shared a screenshot on Twitter X of the Phillies' spring training, and it's like tickets, get tickets for spring training. And he wrote, "Make sure you get those tickets for your next game." So he's so trolling,
3: little trolling, little
2: trolling. But I like the it. The victors go the spoils. You're allowed to do that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into the. I'm into trolling, petting it. I'm into it. I think it's funny. But uh, we'll see how he delivers in Game One of the World Series. And yeah, in the NFL, no Brock Purdy probably because it's just too quick. Nobody has returned. The same week from being in a concussion protocol, so we know that he's in concussion protocol. The 49ers announced Sam Darnold is in line to start. If he starts the game, Sam Darnold, and plays over 25% of the snaps in a 49ers win over the Bengals, he gets a $300,000 incentive.
3: Wow. I know. (laughs) I love it. We do. (laughs) I mean, timing couldn't have worked out any better. Right. Uh-huh.
2: He's probably like, I could use that money. I, am oh, gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. And then in the NBA, it was just announced that the NBA will return to East versus West format for the 2024 All Star Game in Indianapolis.
3: Hmm. Okay, I'm into Wait, that. So can Do we do those stupid player draft things?
2: Yes. Yeah, it was dumb. I, We're gonna look
3: I, back and say that was dumb.
2: I was so, I'm so glad they're doing this, and I really hope that they wear their team jerseys, not an East jersey. I want you to wear your team jersey. Okay.
3: I'm okay with that. Right? I, I I approve. I agree. It's good. It looked better. Yeah. Back then. It better. Yeah. Same thing with Major League Baseball. They all straight uniforms were terrible. Oh, yeah. Just wear the regular uniforms.
2: Just wear it. It looks better. What happens
3: with whoever sits in that chair becomes the uniform police. That's usually Dan Byer. Now it's you, Monty Bologna.
2: Oh. Wow. uniform police.
3: And that's the press.
1: <laughs> hey, get out there and press. That was the press.
3: First full day of NBA games. We'll report back. We got a great inside in the bonus podcast. Just download wherever you download the Doug Gottlieb show. Type in Doug Gottlieb show. You'll get the third hour. It's live at the top of the hour, including John He joins us to talk about the craziness of the Dimebacks. This is the Doug Gottlieb show. Fox Sports Radio.